There's no compounding interest, equity, or personal guarantees. Another beautiful thing is that there's no pitching or business plans or coffees, which means that you can really get back to growing your company. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven, and eight-figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven-figure exit, and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Today's sponsor is Eva, the best AI repricer for Amazon profits. Private label sellers, are you wasting your cash? Eva reprices your products for you, and the result is up to 50% more profits. Eva serves hundreds of seven-figure sellers in the USA and is now out for British and European sellers as well. For a 15-day free trial, go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash E-V-A. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Ladles and jelly spoons, boys and girls, welcome to the 10K Collective Podcast, the place to be for six, seven, and eight-figure Amazon private label and custom product sellers, a subset of the amazing FBA family of podcasts. Today, we're talking about funding, which is another way to say getting enough cash in the bank to pay for all that inventory and those ads to run traffic to those listings once you've got the inventory. And we're here with Asha from Uncapped to talk about this very important topic. First of all, Asha, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks so much again for having me. So we're talking funding. Today, we're going to talk about a couple of different things. First episode, what is funding? Before we get into that, just tell us very quickly about yourself and, and Uncapped. What's that all about? I'm one of the co-founders of Uncapped. What we're really passionate about is that founders shouldn't have to give away equity in order to fund their growth. So we provide fast, flexible funding to e-commerce businesses and Amazon businesses for marketing, inventory, and hiring without personal guarantees or dilution. My background is in startups. This is the third business I've started over the years. And the biggest problem I always had was getting the funding that I needed. I guess working with hundreds of e-commerce founders, I've seen how they've struggled too. So it's a dream to get to work on Uncapped. Every day I get to help other entrepreneurs get the funding they need. Our first customers were also my friends. So from the start, we really tried to create something that is really friendly, that's fast and fair and transparent. It's the product I wish always existed. We're now in 22 countries, including the US, UK, Germany, Poland, Spain, and our business has been growing exponentially. We're deploying hundreds of millions of dollars and pounds to businesses. And we actually now fund more businesses in a day than a typical VC will fund in a year. That's quite the uh, statement. Yeah. And I guess VCs uh, famously, uh, and I guess most of us probably aren't going to be getting venture back capital, but if anyone comes along and owns part of your business, then they start to get control, don't they? Just as we, we all know from the, the horror stories that you go around uh, amongst entrepreneurs, or at least if you haven't heard them, you will if you in this game long enough. So tell me then, let, we're talking about the word funding. That sounds like a bit of a sort of 
euphemism that your bank manager would use, meaning a loan, but that's obviously not this, you know, very sophisticated use of the word funding. So what do we mean by that exactly? It's some form of cash, but tell us a bit more about what the definition of that. Funding is capital you use to develop your business. And as you say, we often think about that as a loan because probably investors have been really uncreative when it comes to different funding options. Um, and typically there's really only been traditionally two options in order to fund a company's growth. One has been loans. The other one is equity. You know, if you think about the ends of the spectrum, you know, equity is on one end because it's an expensive option. It takes a long time to raise. And on the other side, it's really good for funding uncertainty. On the other end of the spectrum, you've got debt, which also can take a lot of time to raise. It can be restrictive for a founder and sometimes comes with personal guarantees and covenants. It's really designed for unlocking liquidity, fixed assets, which in the case of most Amazon businesses or e-commerce companies and other fast-growing online company builders, they usually don't have those. So I guess what we're trying to do at Uncapped is create something in between, where if you know that you have a pound and it equals, if you invest it, you get two to four pounds of profit over the next you know, six to 12 months, we're a better alternative to equity or debt funding for that growth. Right. And thank you for honoring the, the British pound there. And obviously a lot of our a lot of listeners and a lot of the people in the mastermind, even though it's a London-based, London, England, this always amazes me when I have to say that, but I guess there's probably a London Ontario or something, whichever currency it is, getting a return on investment means it makes more sense to invest more. I really like the statement. That's a nice, clear definition of a loan. I've never heard unlocking equity from fixed assets, which as you say, as soon as you define a loan in that way, it means it's off the table for most of us, doesn't it really? Because most of us don't own fixed assets, apart from, as you say, our personal property that we live in. And, and a lot of people I know, I think my experience is if you're looking at over £100,000 or somewhere north of $100,000 in loans, generally speaking, that tends to come with they have using your personal home as collateral, which is pretty scary, right? And I know quite a few people in that position. So it's definitely worth discussing this, if only to have a source of funding that does not involve that rather massive sting in the tail. So let's talk a bit about the pros and cons of other forms of funding. Obviously, none of this stuff is easy to get, but we'll talk about how we get it in the next episode, by the way, if you're listening and thinking, yeah, that's all very well. I want the money. How do I get it? We'll get to that. I promise you. But for the moment, let's talk about the pros and cons. So obviously, equity is one of those things that feels kind of harmless because you're giving away percentages of something that doesn't feel like it, it means anything at the moment. So tell us about the, the pros and cons of equity versus debt. Well, I think equity is a great source of capital. If you are funding R&D or you have a, a business where they're at a stage where you found something that's working and you really want to scale it incredibly fast and makes equity can be a logical solution for that because you're asking that investor to take a big leap. That's where that product is designed because equity involves taking a big risk and it therefore comes with a bigger cost. Businesses that are at that stage where they're still trying to figure out their unit economics, for example, trying to get to a market initially that might be a good option for them. And I guess what we're saying on, on the other side of it, though, is if you're a business where you actually already have predictable acquisition costs or repeatable growth, there might be better options. Okay. So tell me about that. I've read this in various accounting books. There's one very good book by Neil Lamber called Romancing the Balance Sheet, which if you're really into your economics, I think you probably should be if you're building a serious business in this type of business anyway, um, then it's a good one to read. But he talks about the fact that equity is a very, very expensive form of funding, but it doesn't normally feel like it, does it? When you say you agree with the business part that you're going to take 50% each or something. So talk to me a bit more about why it's expensive. The way equity works is that typically you're giving up 
20 to 30% of your company in each round of funding. And what that means, if you take your, your total, the total shares in your business, you're getting up that significant chunk. And of course, and once you give it away, you can never get it back really. Potentially as well, as you mentioned earlier, you're potentially giving up control. Typically, if an investor is you know, taking 20% of your business, they'll also want a board seat. And that doesn't suit every businesses because for some cases, uh, it can be really silly. If you're planning to take that raise and turn around and spend it on Facebook ads, where you already know you're making a good return, it can feel really silly to give away 20% of your company knowing that you're going to get that money right back. There's also some other challenges. I mean, there's also real inequity, inequity, right? Like 0.05% of companies do raise venture capital and 98% of them are men. The other part of getting equity can also be angels, of course. And, you know, with angels as well, there's a potentially a whole other set of challenges about personalities and finding the right person to, to work with you who's going to really back your business and understand it and help it grow. The second thing then is uh, this non-dilutive funding that, that we've sort of been mentioning or that you specialize in. So non-dilutive meaning what? You're not giving up equity? Is that what, that, what we're meaning by that? Yeah, exactly. So it's talking about, especially as a founder, that consideration of maintaining your percentage of equity and thinking about you know, not diluting that share that you own is what we're really focused on. And I think really comes from my own experiences as well, building businesses. When I was trying to build my first company, I was young and I was probably looking for 100K. And I really went to 100 investors and got 100 no's. And I think off the back of that experience, I also just saw it, it was really hard to think about raising a loan because as you say, I didn't have those assets. I didn't have a home to put up. And equally, venture capital wasn't right for me because I didn't necessarily have the warm introductions or the connections to be able to go and secure that type of capital. And I started to realize as well, like looking at other entrepreneurs and so many of my friends were also trying to raise money. I wasn't alone, right? It's so common that founders are stuck in that difficult situation where their options are either Hey, how do I either have to give away a big piece of my company or take on the risks that are associated with debt? And the current stat is that, you know, an exit, a typical founder who does take on you know, equity funding, they likely will own less than 15% of their business. So there's a really big opportunity to help founders that are wanting to own more of their business in the long term. I guess you get the horror stories from the venture backed or angel investor. Angel's probably not that. <laughs> A misleading word, right? From what I understand. But anyway, that's more, I suppose, typical in the fast growth tech sectors. I guess in e-commerce, I've not really come across that with people I know, but there's plenty of people with loans that are based on the fact that if they default on their loan, they will be selling their house and, and kicking their wife or husband and children into rented accommodation. So there's a bit of a horror story. So the, the sort of uh, non-dilutive funding that you offer is not a loan either. What are the alternatives that, that you specialize in? Because I think it's important we all wrap our heads around what the differences are between these sort of financial products. Uncapped is a new way for founders to fund their growth. We believe that you know, founders shouldn't have to give away ownership in order to get that growth. And so we provide equity and interest-free investments that start from 10K and go up to 5 million. We charge a flat 6% fee on the capital that we provide. And then businesses only repay the capital as they make revenue. With no set repayment date, there's no compounding interest, equity, or personal guarantees. Another beautiful thing is that there's no pitching or business plans or coffees, which means that you can really get back to growing your company. Maybe to give you an example, if we were to, say, lend you 100K to spend on marketing, 
we take back a fixed portion of your daily revenue, which might be say like five or 10% until we got 106K back. So we don't take any equity or personal guarantees or warrants or other hidden fees. You're just paying that 6% flat fee. You said something like you don't have other NVs or something like that. Oh, we don't have any other hidden fees. Hidden fees. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I was just wondering if I was coming across some hidden financial term there. Five or 10% of, of revenue. And then, so you end up paying back 105K, 106K or something. Okay. That makes sense. And what's the difference between that and the loan there? Cause it feels quite similar to a loan. Important to dig into what, what are the differences? The definition of loan is that the capital that you have to repay under a fixed term and also with a set interest rate. And so for us, we don't have an interest rate. It's a 0% interest rate, if you will. And it's a term that's infinite. So in our model, that means that your payments aren't actually a thing that could actually mean that your business actually struggles because it can't actually repay should your revenue slow down. Because repayments aren't tied to your revenue, if your business slows down as a founder, you're not cut out, your repayments just slow down. For that reason, we believe it's you know, the most affordable, flexible type of financing available to growth companies. We've talked to all sorts of people that will offer lots of different products and anyone listening, by the way, should do their own due diligence and make their own decisions. But I would say that it makes a lot of sense in a very changeable environment and COVID's made every industry changeable, I guess, but e-commerce has seen massive booms and busts in the last couple of years. And I don't necessarily think 2022 is going to be free of that. It does make sense to have a form of funding that is also flexible, I have to say. Um, now, technically, and this may not mean a lot to a lot of people, but for those who are a bit more financially literate, is this a receivables purchase? And, and uh, if not, then what's the difference between this and the receivables purchase? Well, I guess typically when we think about receivables purchases, we're often talking about products like a factoring product or invoice financing, other types of products that probably don't apply to a lot of e-commerce founders also come with some of their own conditions. Like typically those products will mean that there's only a portion of the invoice that you have that you can actually factor. So it won't necessarily be a hundred percent. And if it is, often there's a personal guarantee or the funds need to be, you know, secured by a third party, which might mean like needing to use another third party bank account to deposit those funds. So there's a lot of additional complexities that often come with traditional receivables finance. And what we're trying to do here is actually design something that's really tailored for e-commerce, right? And e-commerce businesses, their biggest challenge typically is getting the funding they need for inventory, right? Because running an e-commerce business, there are tricky challenges up front, difficult payment terms from those suppliers. And being able to get that funding and securing it to your future revenues is what this product is all about. So it's a real match for e-commerce businesses. So how do you sort of go about it? We'll talk about how to get check if you're eligible or not in, in the next episode, but how do you typically go about it. You mentioned a typical sort of set of numbers, which is useful. So in that person is borrowing, say 50K to run ads, and then they pay it back over time, five, 10% of their revenue, and then they eventually pay you back the principal plus 6%. So how does it work in terms of the sort of mechanics of setting it up? Getting funded with us is really quick and straightforward and it's done all online. So there's no credit checks or business plans. The company simply connects their existing sales and marketing accounts, such as like Stripe and Google, basically to our revenue prediction engine. We analyze the numbers to reach a quick, like data-driven decision. And then we present multiple offers and you can choose basically the amount of revenue that you want to share. The more you want to share, the more capital you can access. 
And one of our beliefs is that we'll never make an offer that we don't think the business can afford. Because I guess unlike that BC model where they need one in 10 businesses to succeed, we need 100% of the businesses that we back to succeed. And that model, as I mentioned with repayments, it's not like that conventional loan where you pay that fixed sum each month and the monthly repayments are just linked to the borrower's revenues. When those months when the sales are higher, the business makes a larger repayment. When revenues are down, repayments are reduced. That sounds nice and straightforward. And let people know in a minute how to come and find you guys if they want to explore further your exact products. Before we get into that whole promotion thing, let's backtrack a bit. What do you see as the main errors that people make in the funding area? Obviously, we've alluded to some of the problems from the nature of the product itself. So equity comes with problems, uh, loans come with some guarantees and other problems. What, from the perspective, if we swing it through 180 degrees, from the perspective of people seeking funding, what areas do you see them making that they should be aware of? Well, my first advice always to folks who are looking to raise money is to just ask the question, should you even raise money today? Because I think for, for so many entrepreneurs, like raising a big round, you know, has been like the symbol of success as an entrepreneur. And you can't blame them because all the headlines, of course, are really focused on like who's raised and how much. You don't care as much about companies that have bootstrapped. But, you know, I really believe that real success as an entrepreneur is actually building a profitable business, even if we don't celebrate that enough. I always encourage founders to think about if you weren't able to raise this money, how would you make this business work? Because I think knowing that it removes the desperation and just makes you much more investable. I think the second thing is probably about just having the right mindset. If you think about fundraising, it's not easy, right? It's like one of the most frustrating and time-draining activities that you as a founder have to undertake as part of your company's growth journey. And especially when you have like a small team, you know, fundraising can just consume so much more time than you would like it to. I think if you want to raise equity, especially, I think there isn't really a lot of shortcuts in that process. So having a strong fundraising mindset, having a strong plan and, and thinking through that ahead, expecting rejection and kind of embracing it, all things can really mean are much more successful in the longer term. I guess we're shading there into how to actually go about getting it. And we'll definitely talk about that in our next section. But I really like the fact that you, if you can't raise this money, how would you make the business work? Uh, I like that question because as you say, th there's a phrase in sales, desperation smells. There is nothing like trying to ask for something when you really need it for the other person to reject you. And the irony, of course, of any, and they say this about banks, don't they? Basically, a bank is a person that will lend you money when you don't need it. And when you need it, they'll turn around and say, no, we're not giving it to you. You can see from the bank's point of view why that would be the case or any or an equity funding or anybody else. So there's a lot of common sense in what you say. And I like that reality check. I and mean, I guess the best funding is no funding, just like Elon Musk's famous dictum about engineering, right? The best part is no part. But the reality is for a lot of us that we are going to need funding. And I have to say, I don't know many e-commerce businesses that can grow as dramatically as they want to on organic growth because the profit margins would have to be insanely high. And they're not normally in a physical products business, right? That's reality. So for those uh, people who are listening or watching who want to find out uh, more about what you do, where do they go and what is it you offer? Yeah, the best place to, to find out more about what, who we are and what we do is to visit our website at www.weareoncap.com. Um, but we also had a, a special offer. We were thinking was that you run an e-commerce store and you're doing at least you know, 10,000 pounds per month and want to either like scale your campaigns faster or purchase more inventory, obviously we would love to help. And in the last month, we ran this super successful campaign where we funded hundreds of store owners 
and we gave them up to 50K, actually absolutely free. So no fee. Normally we would charge a 6% fee, but you know, last month we did it for exactly zero. And on our website, you won't find mention of this anymore. It's gone. But we thought, you know, Michael, for listeners of this podcast, we'd be ready to make it happen again. So all you have to do is reach out to me at Asher at We Are Uncapped with the subject line Secret 50K and a bit about you to see if you qualify. And uh, yeah, we'd really be excited to hear about you and your store and hopefully be able to help you get the growth funding that you need. I really like the code secret 50K. That's, that's very smart marketing, a little bit of intrigue, but that um, joking apart, 10,000 a month is a pretty, you know, common number. I mean, that's, a, that's really on the low side these days, not hard to scale to that point. And 50K with no fee, I was about to say loan, but that's not correct. But you know, funding is really, really generous indeed. So thank you for that. So just to re- recap, it's asha at weareuncapped.com. And then we just e- email you secret 50K. Is that right? And then you can unlock 50K for, for free, which is pretty incredible offer, I have to say. Um, probably one of the strongest financial-based offers that anyone's ever made on the podcast. So that's pretty pretty generous of you. And I guess your sneaky hope there is to create a relationship with people and, and keep working with them, right? I'm assuming there's going to be a reason you're doing stuff for free. Yeah, absolutely. I think we are hoping to find businesses that are going to keep growing. And our belief is that we're always a long-term partner. So our biggest success has always been funding people and then funding them again and again and again. And that's what we're hoping to do, create those relationships and hopefully reach out to some of the folks that you're speaking to every day. Absolutely. And I'm a massive fan of long-term relationships. I think one of the nice things about the 10K Collective Mastermind, which is of the same name as the podcast, we've had people who've been with us for four years now. And of course, really seen their journey and, and sometimes different pivots they've had to make in their business journey and types of businesses. And you get a lot from following somebody's journey long time. So that makes total sense to me. And that, that aligns with our mission at the 10K Collective Podcast as well. So we're going to talk about in the next episode, how to get that lovely cash. But for now, it just remains for me to say, Asha, many, many thanks. Asha from Uncapped, I should say many, many thanks for coming on the show and sharing all about funding options. Thanks so much, Michael. It was great to be here. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.